Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, episode number 33. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And, of course, we are back yet again with another episode, another installment of our reading of Breaking Dawn. At least we're not reading to you the story of Breaking Dawn, but we're giving you our thoughts, our feelings, our reactions to reading this. Now, of course, the last episode, as you know, was recorded while we were in the car. This one is no different than that one, and we do apologize for the difference in audio quality. Uh, only a couple more episodes to go until you're back in the studio with Cliff and Stephanie. Uh, but instead, what we want to do is we want to make sure you got our thoughts, our initial reaction after I, of course, reading for the very first time, and Stephanie after recording for or reading these only for the like 80th time. Not this one. Oh no, seriously? Yeah, this is like my fifth or sixth time. Oh, through. only just, the fifth or sixth I time for this book. I didn't say only. I did not say the word only. No, I did. Yeah. I anyway. said this is my fifth or sixth time. Through. Anyway, folks, back to the car we go. Enjoy us. Hop into the back seat. Listen to Stephanie and I talk as we cover our thoughts on chapter two. You're going to have to clue me in here because I was kind of like daydreaming while I was listening. That happens, that happens to you a lot when you listen to Ileana read. It does. So so we started out with, um, you've got Bella and Edward together. Yes, yes, they're, they're together. They're, um, he doesn't want to leave her for the night. Um, I think partly because he thinks she's going to panic. And, um, but uh, anyway, so, and, and they have, they have a, a real conversation about he, he doesn't want to take things away from her. And he doesn't want her to sacrifice. Right. He wants to be able to give things to her, not, not keep her from things, and, um, and brings it back to having children. And he thinks that this is going to be something that she's eventually going to want and is not going to be able to have. Now, did the conversation about these vampire children happen before they, he, he was taken away to uh, his bachelor night? Well, um, when she's talking about it, she's remembering Carlisle tell her the story. So, like, Carlisle has told her the story sometime in the past, and she's remembering it as she's laying there trying to fall asleep. Okay, so basically they they argue once again about whether or not she it's right for her to want to be transformed into a vampire, which by the way, man, this that little whole argument back and forth is getting kind of boring, but um, <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, come on. So obviously that's what's going on there and he brings up it'd be nice to have, you know, if you could have a child and and stuff like that and she said we could adopt and Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, then the, the boys come out. Right. And they're going to go do their their special colon family tradition of, uh, of going out for a bachelor party, which has everything to do with the grizzly bears and mountain lions and stuff. Well, you know, my favorite part of that is when Jasper peers in the window and calms her. I, that is my favorite part. Um, they, they really did... Um, Stephanie really did a fantastic job in Eclipse of really showing Jasper be a part of the family 
and so I, I just I love that that it it keeps going though you know he's still he he's an essential part and he knows that Bella is is worked up and nervous because just as just as he can make people feel what he wants them to feel he can feel what they're feeling as well he they said that in Eclipse when he could feel everything that his victims were feeling and you know that's why that life was was wearing on him so he can feel her panic and and her uncertainty and I mean he can feel all those and and he calms her and I love that part I like that part too so anyway obviously Edward goes off with the guys and she's left to think for herself and or about herself to think and her mind starts running wild she's thinking of all the things that are maybe not so great about the day that's ahead of her such as the dress with a very long train and the steps that's going to be nearly impossible to navigate through at the Collins Al- home. Alice really should have thought about that. I mean, Bella is not the most graceful person. <laughs> and uh, so... Maybe Edward will have, like, you know, somebody come in and pad all the <laughs> steps and everything so that if she falls, she won't get hurt. Maybe. All right, so anyway, uh, we've got... Then she starts thinking about the guest list. Now, this is where I'm kind of in it and kind of not. So we, we've got the Denali family, Tanya. Yes, Tanya and her sisters um, are from Denali. They're in Alaska. And... Um, or they're, anyway, they are in Alaska. But um, Tanya, Kate, and Arena are, are sisters, and they consider themselves, or the Cullens consider them the, like their cousins because they also are part of this veg- vegetarian. <laughs> right. Um, I love using my air quotes, their vegetarian, you know, diet. But, um, and, and they are feeling very bad that they didn't come and, and stand beside the Cullens when they went up against the newborns and um oh so they do feel remorse for not coming kate, kate and and tanya do but but arena does not right arena was was laurent's friend um actually i think kind of played it off that maybe they could have been more than friends but uh. um so so she is not she still holds that grudge against the wolves and against the cullens for not letting her um what is the what is the retaliate? I guess is that the right word? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Cullens won't let her kill the wolves. Right. To um, avenge, avenge would be the right word, right? That would be it. And um. And retaliate would have worked as well. But. Okay. I'm looking for a Dairy Queen. Do you see one anywhere? I don't see one. No. <laughs> okay. Seriously, wanting some ice cream here. Um. Anyway, so. So she's starting to think about that. And and I think one of her main concerns is that Tanya once made a play for Edward. She, she once made her feelings for him very well known. And he made his, you know, in a very gently manner known as well that he was not, not into her. And, um, but Bella is still an insecure human. And... We tend to compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. I just recognized, Stephanie, that our gas tank is empty and <laughs> should probably stop to get some fuel here soon. Anyway, hopefully, so... Hopefully at an exit with a Dairy Queen. That would be nice. Okay, so here's the situation. I'm trying to... Okay, so I've got... I pretty much picked up on everything that we've mentioned so far. 
And I think when their mom was talked about is when I kind of lost it. And all I need you to do is tell me, did her mo- their mom turn some children or babies into vampires? A child, yes. A child. A, a boy. And um, he toddler age you know so probably about two or three and um and yes they they were these um immortal children and they couldn't be taught and now now you see that's where i got thrown okay so i mix, i think that's a mixing up of two stories she's there's the story that tanya's mom turned one single child but then I'm hearing the story of children going okay. around and doing this. It was, it was this, it, it was kind of like the thing. Um, she was, she was punished as part of a greater thing that was happening. It, it was happening all over. Um, Carlisle explains that I don't know what the ancients were thinking. So it, it was... It was like an epidemic. It was happening everywhere. Um, the, these children were, were beautiful and they, you know... Well, it sounds to me like maybe that you had a bunch of women who were vampires who hated the fact that they couldn't have kids and they turned... They, they wanted kids, so they made kids. It, it kind of sounds that way. It kind of sounds that way. So, um, a, lot of, a lot of people were destroyed for doing this. And their mother was one of them. Now do you follow along? Okay. Yes. And so, now, the thing is, is somebody wanted Tanya and her sisters to suffer as well? Caius, who is one of the three. We met Caius in... Right. Yeah. In, Voltori in, guy. Yes. Um, he, he's the mean one. Um, Marcus is the one who looks bored all the time. Anyway, so... Caius thought that they should all be destroyed. That um, that Tanya and Kate and Arena were guilty by association, but um, Aro had to only hold their hand and read their thoughts to know that they had no part. They they didn't know that their mother had had done this at all. Right. And so, um, close looking. For- Gas. It's kind of funny because he's really not listening to me anymore. Nope. But um, but Aro merely had to read their thoughts to know that they weren't involved, and then he he was he wanted to let them go, but Caius still wanted to destroy them. But in the end, Aro always gets what he wants. Gotcha. Okay, so okay, so now I understand what's going on there. They eventually they had to eliminate all the the uh, vampire children. Yes. And they eliminated anybody who was responsible for creating them. Yes. Now, okay, so the situation here is you've got Tanya, somebody, and Irina. Kate. Tanya, Kate, and Irina. Now, Tanya and Kate are coming to the wedding? Yes, and Tanya and Kate have their family has been joined by Carmen and Eleazar. Kind of like Alice and Jasper came into the Cullens, um, where... They weren't created by, you know, Carlisle created everyone except for Alice and Jasper. And so all these other, um, Kate, Tanya, and Arena were created by their mother. Carmen and Eleazar were not, but have since joined their family. Gotcha. Okay, so, so, now, okay. Now, Tanya, Kate, Carmen, and Eleazar. Are all coming to the yes. wedding. Yes. 
everyone except for Irina. All right, and so obviously they are not going to be able to sit on the werewolf side. <laughs> well, no, they'd sit on the groom side. Well, that's what I, that was a joke. <laughs> I got it. All right, so they're going to be werewolves and vampires attending a half vampire human wedding. Correct. There'll be humans there as well. And so that pretty much uh, leaves us where the chapter left off. Well, and then she had a dream. And then she said she doesn't remember where the story turned into a dream, but she had a dream and there were incense filling the air and she could, you know, um, there, there she could see the Volturi and, and you know, was afraid of them until she saw this, this boy. And she, everything in her felt like she had to save this boy. And until she got closer... And when she got closer, she saw that he was sitting on a, on a pile of her friends and family. So th this young vampire child has taken the life of all of the people that she loved. Yes. And then, the, and then that's where the chapter ends. Very good. Or not so good. <laughs> anyway, that is our review of chapter two. Very weird. I mean, who in there... I mean, seriously, who would think something like that up? That's just... Stephanie Meyer, you are crazy. In a great way. In a great way. All right, well, folks, that's going to wrap it up here for chapter two's review. We want to encourage you to stay tuned and stay subscribed to the Twilight Saga fan podcast. If there's chapter three from the car, you'll know we found gas. If not, we might be stranded somewhere. I just looked back at that, that exit after we had passed, and I saw that there was a gas station there. So we may be regretting not stopping, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be another exit here. And I am pretty sure we might possibly have enough gas to get there. <laughs> All right. I'll drive. You push. Uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway, until next time, everybody, join, join the, the community. community.